Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome once again to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am one of your hosts, Honey Bee. Go, oh, goddamn it! <laughs> Why? Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put that blooper. Oh my gosh, that is so funny! <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. Oh, shit. One, two, three, four. Monster movie. Fun time, go! 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 With Precious D and Honey Bee. Hey everybody, I'm Precious D. <laughs> That's Honey B. <laughs> we have the giggles today because I'm saying, saying the wrong name. Welcome to the show. Say hi to your folks, Honey B. Hi everyone, welcome back. Welcome to the show. We're happy oh, you're here. Judas Priest. <laughs> today we're talking about Godzilla versus Gigan, also known as Godzilla on Monster Island, which is not a very good title because it's all about him leaving Monster Island. Yeah. Most of it does not take place on Monster Island. It's from 1972 in color, 89 minutes, directed by Jun Fukada, because Tanaka was so pissed off uh-huh. at our boy... Yoshimitsu Bano after the last movie, Godzilla vs. Hedera. I loved it, Yoshimitsu! Yes. He, he he said, fuck that noise, get Fukada back in here. Because Ashiro Hondo <laughs> had resigned or, or retired, but Abruptly. Fukada had directed, yeah, Fukada had directed some of these movies. He directed uh, Ebera. He directs five entries total. I'm not sure if this is his second one or what. I don't care. I don't care. Just don't care. <laughs> Music is by Akira Ifakube, sort of. What? I, really? Because it kind of sucks. Music is by recordings of Akira Ifakube's previous soundtracks. There's no new material. This movie was done on the cheap. So they did not commission any new soundtrack. They just reused a bunch of old shit. After the interesting, innovative out there soundtrack from the last movie they said nope nope so good get me that if for kube I mean, we like akira if kube but totally they're just reusing old shit here it's not you know yeah this is like it. another uh, like a clip show but the godzilla version yeah with it's, music uh... <laughs> and a few little things there's a couple shots that i think we've seen before mm-hmm. Yeah. The budget was the budget was one point two million dollars. It says hmm. not not yen. Uh, the box office was twenty million. Hell, so uh, pretty profitable. Uh, as we said last week, it actually made less total money than Godzilla versus Hedera, but it cost less to make, so the profit margin was bigger. Uh. The featured monsters are Godzilla, Gigan, and Giras, and King Ghidorah. <laughs> Monster oh. size, I just wrote standard. Because <laughs> I think they're all they're all old suits. They haven't changed. They haven't changed size from old. Yeah. It's uh, the suits we've seen them all before. The death count is 114, but that includes Godzilla Tower. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I saw two different death count lists. One only said 78. The other said 114, but they both included Godzilla Tower in the, the kill, in the kill count. Because Godzilla does destroy it at the end. Yeah, sure, but it doesn't have like a... Lot. Yeah, okay. it was not a sentient okay. power. <laughs> <sighs> it stars Hiroshi Ishikawa as Gengo Kotaka, mm-hmm. Tomoko Umeda as Machiko Shima, Yuriko Hishima 
as Tomoko Tome. <laughs> just why didn't they have Tomoko play Tomoko? I don't know. <laughs> Minoru, that must have been confusing on set. Minoru Takashima as Josaki Takasugi. Zan Fujita as Fumiya Sudo, chairman of the Children's Land. Toshikai Nishizawa as Kubota, director of Children's Kunio Murai as Kashishima. Gen Shimizu as the commander of defense forces. Kuniko Ashihara as Mrs. Fudo. Zenko Nakamura as priest. Akio Muto as Kodohisa. Haru Nakajima as Godzilla. Final performance as Godzilla. Kenpachiro Satsuma as Gigan. He will eventually play Godzilla, but not immediately. Nice. Kotsu Omiya as Angiris and Kanta Ina as King Ghidorah. Fuck yeah. I thought it was really strange that we have like a children's land or like a children's island, but no Panchito. Yeah. Yeah, there's no actual oh, kids was, in this movie. That was random. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the opening credits to this movie are shapes over a control room with some music. I guess it's the control room at the tower. I don't know. This, uh, this movie, fuck this movie. Same. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Wow. I this mean, movie not completely, but no... from the last one to this one, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. This movie. It made no goddamn sense. But also, it's just, I mean, I enjoy these movies, but after the last one, then we just do this hard reset to go, nope, yeah. we're going to do exactly what we've been doing. Do all the shit that we've already seen before. We're going to have Boo. aliens. Aliens infiltrating human society and trying to control kaiju to destroy that society so the aliens can move in. Seen it, done it, been there, bought the Please, t-shirt. Please, don't misuse science. Ugh, god damn it. Then we cut to some comic book drawings and a bunch of noises being made over the drawings. And this guy... Gengo is Gengo. trying to get trying to <coughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um Gengo. He, Gengo is trying he's trying to sell his art and his ideas to an editor of comic books. Did you did you see that he was sketching fish people? Like the people <laughs> from with fish heads? I was like, wait! What? He's literally sketching a person with a fish head. And I was like so hopeful that like the last movie was going to have some like sort of influence because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And negative. Nothing. That was the only thing. (laughs) It might have just been a coincidence. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um, so. Now, we haven't uh, we haven't given like a sexism rating or a down in a while. Um. For a while, we've been seeing people kind of firmly in their gender roles, but uh, we do mix it up a little bit in this one. It is 1972 in that uh, Gengo is a little bit of a... He faints at one point. (laughs) Aw, he's an artist. Meanwhile, Tomoko is a black belt in karate and kicks quite a bit of ass. Yeah, she does. Later in the film. She so much ass. She disappears for a while, but then she comes back. Just ass kicking, kicking ass. Uh, this guy, he, so Gengo is trying to get this guy to buy his stuff, and apparently he has to sell him the whole idea. He's not just asking to be hired as an artist. He's uh, this might be how it works with manga. I don't know in Japan. He's not just trying to get employed by the comic book company. He wants him to buy the story and the idea and the characters, and he has created a homework monster because <laughs> the, your 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 survey 
a survey. The thing that kids hate the most is homework. So therefore, a homework monster <laughs> is a thing they're going to want to read about. Later, he mentions the, uh, the strict mother monster. <laughs> the editor rightly tells him his ideas are shit and to get the fuck out. So, <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and meets with his employment agent? Girlfriend? Is that what she is? Person I don't, yeah, it's knows? Girlfriend? It's not clear if they have any sort of personal relationship, but they he goes to have lunch with this uh, pretty lady. Tomoko, who is like, oh, and after I worked so hard to get you the interview, and but here I got something else for you. And he's like, all right, what am I doing this time? Digging ditches? I'm like, oh, she's not his art agent. She's just his employment agent. She's just <laughs> trying to get him any kind of job. <laughs> Fish got to swim, bird got to eat. Yeah. She's got an interview set up. Uh, at this building over there, there near the Godzilla Tower, where they're building that park. Go meet with this guy at the Peace Theme Park. Yeesh. So he goes and has a job interview at an amusement park with a kaiju theme, where they've built a <laughs> giant Godzilla <laughs> tower. It's a big replica of Godzilla with an elevator that goes up it. And the guy's got a model in front of him of what the rest of the park's going to be. And he's talking about they're going to have exhibits for... Does he say monsters past, present, and future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, how are you going to have an exhibit on future kaiju? What? <laughs> <sighs> so, it's not clear exactly. He wants to hire him, but to do what exactly is a little unclear just some kind of art design work maybe and the theme of the park their goal of making this park which is called children's land is to teach and achieve the goal of absolute peace annoying i thought i think and there's just way too much people bullshit in this movie yeah. not enough monster uh but the way he describes it makes uh, Gengo suspicious. He's like, what does he mean by absolute peace? What is that? What the fuck? Does... It just sounds a little, um, you know, what, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Peace, peace is a noble goal, but he keeps saying, no, no, not just peace. Absolute peace. And I'm like, um, okay, what is that? mean but he won't explain what it means um but he also says after we go do these exhibits and things and the monsters and whatever then we're going to destroy monster island and he's like wait what uh, and yeah, here's yeah. where we get some, some clips of monster eye get, get a little clip show which i kind of felt like the clip show kind of made um like Godzilla Tower and the whole thing make a little more sense. I'm like, okay, well, they like know, but uh, so stupid. Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. It's I don't understand. This, this ends up not making any sense later, though. Uh, any of yeah. this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with their plan. Their ultimate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. It's just like people, people, like, story, As, like people's storyline. It's awkward. Yeah. As they begin to uncover what the plan is, the front for the plan begins to make no sense. Why Why was any of this necessary to achieve their goal? It just... Uh... Anyway, I guess we cut, we cut to later, right? He's, he's coming uh -huh. back. Later he's... Later he's coming back into the building like he's starting work the next day. And this woman comes running out bumps into him and drops something. Uh -huh. And he stops him. He picks it up. He's like, hey, you dropped something, but she can't. She keeps going. And she's just like, ah! <laughs> she's like very she's... frazzled. And like she's director... running from something almost. Yeah, yeah. And the director who we saw him at the job interview, 
comes running out with a couple of goons and they're like, which way did she go? Which way did she go? And he lies and he, he hides the, what she dropped is a little, is a tape, a reel from a reel to reel tape record, old fashioned stuff. Kids look it up. It, it took me look. a minute to understand this. I did yeah. not know what it was. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I didn't. Once you realize, once you realize, did you understand the recording technology? Have you seen it in other? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. I just don't know that, you know, younger people, they've, uh, if they've, if they have any idea what they, <laughs> they've never seen one in person, but they may have seen old movies that have. And movies, yeah. Or, or movies set in, new movies set in. Anyway, it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a tape from a reel to reel tape. Mm-hmm. He, he hides, he hides it, goes into work. They, he, he points them in the wrong direction and, and, it turns out that this is the action two tape. And she, the, he says that she's got the action two tape. That girl is an enemy to the piece. Uh, later, I guess on his after work. Uh, does he meet the chairman? At, right after this, he goes in and he meets the chairman, right? It, yeah. My notes are not as thorough. I'm like this movie. My notes right now. Uh, he goes. I think he goes into the and there's some weird shit with him in a room. He's being watched by a camera and he's playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the camera. The camera's like following phone, him around. Yeah, and then the phone rings. He picks it up. And he's like, "Get in here." Mm-hmm. And he meets the chairman, who seems way too young to be a chairman, and his suit is way too orange for a human being to be. This is our first hint that the chairman is just straight up fucking alien because no yeah. human being who isn't Steve Harvey is going to wear this fucking suit. Oh my God. I don't care if it's 1972. This is not human clothing. Oh my. Except for Steve Harvey's. Yeah. So he, you know, he talks to the chairman and he finds, some, here's some more about absolute peace in this sense and then as he leaves earlier the girl that he ran uh, he, as he early ran to earlier and her hippie friend try to mug <laughs> him and take the tape with a corn no, cob with a corn cob the guy sticks a you know a hard object into his back and tells him give him the tape but it's not again it's just a corn cob but this dumbass face i like cone <laughs> come on it's got the juice <laughs> What's I've never seen anything so beautiful. <laughs> you can use it as a gun. Uh, <laughs> it's cold. Corn, corn kid, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, me and my friend had a really funny uh, conversation about that the other day, where she was like, "Well, what's going to happen when he's not corn kid and he's fucking corn man?" <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know, but he's just so delightfully enthusiastic. It's, so delightful. It's wonderful. Look it up older people listening to this podcast. (laughs) I don't watch TikTok. I watch them as Instagram reels the week later like an adult. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he passes out because he thinks he's being held up with a gun and Mm -hmm. wakes up back at their apartment her apartment the hippies apartment i don't know this you know we do see this in a lot of these movies where the the heroes such as they are just start hanging (laughs) out at somebody's apartment or hotel room or something and it starts to become a little unclear of whose space (laughs) this actually is because everybody's just there all the time like where the (laughs) fuck are we (laughs) so they're they take them back to their place but yeah it's not clear living together or this is the girl's apartment or what the hell's going on but we find out that her brother is missing he was working for that blah, company blah, and he's been missing blah. for two weeks and he was acting weird and she stole that tape because they she thought it would give her a clue and, and she that, read his diary yeah and uh and the diary said that he had discovered something uh dreadful he had made a dreadful yeah. discovery about children's uh, is it island or land children's land land okay children's land like you know disneyland or 
Dolly Land. Knott's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Berry Farm. And Children's Land is an enemy to peace, he wrote in his diary. And he says, I don't have the tape. It's in a locker, like at the bus station or the train station or something. This was also a thing that doesn't happen anymore that you used to be able to do. I don't know if these even exist anymore. Maybe they do. I don't think so. You used to be able to just rent a locker in public places like bus stations, train stations. Bowling alleys. <laughs> yeah. Things like I only that. know that because I saw I saw a movie where these people like robbed like a, a guy and then hid all the m- money in a bowling alley locker. <laughs> right. So you could uh, take take the key with you and come back sometime later. Hide your tape, yeah. your microfilm, your ill-gotten gains there and come <laughs> back later. So that's where it is. Uh, and the chairman and director are aliens, I wrote. Yep. So they go get the tape, they bring it back, they play it. It's just making weird noise. It doesn't have talking on it. It doesn't have the information they were making it happen. It's just making weird noise. But miles away on Monster Island, Godzilla and Anguirus can hear it. And, and they have... tell us what else they do, please. <laughs> You can you can tell him. I just can't decide if I love this or if I... At this point in the movie, I wasn't sure if I love this or hate this, but they start talking to each other in kind <laughs> they, of like zippy rewind noises. They have a conversation, <laughs> yes. I in, like when the monsters communicate with body language and like raw at each other, but this is kind of weird. So in the Japanese version, they make some noises and some comic book speech bubbles pop up, which I guess mm-hmm. plays into our theme, of, or not theme, but the motif of the comic book artist. In the American dub, there's the same sort of weird growling. There's there's the noise that they're making, but then they just dub over a sort of a growly, hey, I get it. Let's go find out what's going on. Oh no, uh, you're you can joking underst- me. No, and you can barely understand <gasps> it. Because oh, they've tried to that would have been so much worse. Because they've tried to mix it in and make it sound like it's part of the noise. It's just you can barely tell what he's saying. No. So yeah, it might have been better if they'd just done the speech bowls. Anyway, Godzilla orders Angiris. <laughs> we're all friends on Monster Island now. And but Godzilla is the boss, and he says, "Hey, and Gears, something's up. Go find out what it is. Go check it out. Go check <laughs> out what's." And then he's like, "Hurry! Like, damn, son! Yeah. Like, yeah, ugh, I did. I don't know. So it, it's, I, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. So yeah, Godzilla's just issuing orders to the other kaiju. <laughs> they follow them because <laughs> he's the king of the monsters." So Aguirre goes to go check it out, but as he gets close to shore, the defense force doesn't know he's just coming to check stuff out. So they shoot a bunch of stuff at him and drive him away. Um. Meanwhile, uh, what's his name? Gengo at work. Gengo finds Gengo finds the bro- the missing brother's lighter, and then everybody eats bananas. <laughs> he goes back to the apartment where we're all going to just hang out now and has a conversation. There's a bowl of bananas. He picks one up and eats one and hands one to the girl. And then the hippie guy picks one up and they all just have a little banana snack while they're. I mean, when you're acting, you need a little bit of business. You need something to do. So you look natural and whatever. But I just thought it was weird. Like, oh, we're all going to have a banana now. Okay. All of us. Every single ban- one of us. It's a banana party. <laughs> okay. If I'm having a banana, everybody's having a banana. <laughs> so they decide to check into the back to to do a background check on the uh-huh. company, the chairman, and the director. Because they're like, well, look, we're doing an investigation now, right? So maybe we should actually investigate. And that might <laughs> give us some clue as to what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
And then, uh, what did I write here? Angiris, arri- Angiris arriving. So Angiris arrives and gets driven. He arrives at the bay. Um, but even before this, we before Angiris arrives, we get this um, Fumio. Is it Fumio's? What is the, there's a part here where, like, Fumio, they're, like, the three of them, like, figure something out about this Fumio, and then he, like, died a year ago. Do you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about? Yeah, no, that's coming up in a minute. So we, we see them all oh, go, okay. do, we see them all go doing their research. Uh, as Angiris arrives and gets driven back, we see them all going mm-hmm. to do checks, find out what they can mm-hmm. find out. And then they come back and report. And they find out that Children's Land is run by the International Children's Federation, a nonprofit based in Switzerland. They find out the director, Mr. Kabuto, is Japanese, born in Yamano. And so each of them found out one thing. One went to investigate the company, one went to investigate one of the guys, and the third went to investigate the last guy. So then the, the hippie says, oh, Yamano, the chairman was also, I found out the chairman was also born in Yamano. He's uh-huh. 17 years old. Is it just a coincidence? And yeah, I wrote down Fumio Sudo. Uh-huh. That's his name. The chairman's name. You find out the chairman's uh-huh. name is Fumio Sudo, and he's only 17, which they thought he was suspiciously young to be chairman of a major company. Uh-huh. So... They go to the town, the little village that they're both from, to see what they can find out. And that's when they discover that they both died a year ago climbing Mount Ikari. Uh-huh. They're like exactly a year ago. They're having. Yeah, to the day. For, yeah, it's his anniversary. Them. And they, they, uh, yeah, they come, oh, can, is what's his name here? Do you know anything about him? Like, what are you talking about? He's dead. And, can we see a picture? And the lady shows him a picture, and the picture has the two of them together. Mm-hmm. They go to to they go to the address they have, and find the the prep the, the the memorial going on or preparations for them. And they see a picture, and they see the chairman and the director together, and find out they both died together climbing this a year ago. So then, uh. Yeah, the JDF rolls out as Angiris approaches. So he's still approaching. It takes Angiris a while to get there. I kept thinking he got there. It takes a while. And I wrote, same old music. That same old JDF rolling out. Yep, I wrote, man, this music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I liked it. I, I like the music usually, but I guess like going from the last movie to this one, I was like, why? The music really is just like not that great in yeah. this one. Well, I mean, it is. It's just we've heard it over and over again. At this yeah. It was great the first time we heard it, but now exactly. it's, getting, it's getting old. You need to pay for some new music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it turns out this movie still has an anti-pollution message, just a much more subdued one that's just sort of an afterthought. <laughs> it turns out this is when I, my, my notes start getting sparser and sparser as we go. Uh, so I think I'm going to now cut to the... Um, wikipedia summary the thing is the wikipedia summary just jumped ahead too much Uh and just start straight with giant insectoid aliens resembling cockroaches from the dying planet m space hunter nebula plot to colonize the earth yeah it just starts out with the reveal in the summary no um well i understand why you didn't use it thank you wikipedia but boo yeah the so basically we find out as the you know they explain their evil plan that the dominant life form from their planet polluted it and destroyed it and killed them stuff they all died off and we survived and now we've come to this planet to look for something more inhabitable and we found that you're doing the same thing so we're going to use these kaiju to destroy you so that which i guess will create absolute peace and then we can move in 
and take over. And we're wearing these human bodies as uniforms. Mm-hmm. Only the only they. Well, at some point, I switched over to the dubbed version of my Blu-ray because I wanted to <laughs> try to do something while I was watching the movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fold some clothes. I just got so I'm just like I gotta use some money. I gotta fold. <laughs> I can't read these subtitles. I got. Uh, let me just get on my Blu-ray that's got both versions. Uh, I mentioned this because they kept saying uniform instead of uniforms. These bodies are a form Mm. of uniform. Like uniform? Uh, Yes, uniform. And I'm like, that's not not how you say it. That's not how you do it. Anyway, they're basically wearing the bodies as uh, suits, as disguises. And when the lights go off and change at some point, the shadows that the bodies cast are shadows of cockroaches and that's how uh, you get a glimpse of the real form and i'm like that doesn't make any goddamn sense i loved that i loved that the um shadows were cockroaches uh, and uh i i loved that i thought it was really funny oh uh, i just wacky. thought it was i just thought it was stupid because that's just not how shadows work <laughs> oh it's, it just it seemed like a supernatural thing and that's not what's happening in Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like they were ghosts or something, or like a vampire not seeing his reflection or something. No, the, the creature's true form well, well, maybe, revealed in his shadow because of magic. Well, maybe that's an alien. Maybe that's an alien thing. I don't think. Like alien, you can't it's... light light still <laughs> if the alien if their light still bounces off of solid objects <laughs> in the shape of the object. It doesn't conform itself to reveal the true nature of what's inside of the object. <laughs> I know, I'm applying basic physics and science to this movie about giant monsters and bug people from outer space. The thing like is, for the, for, the, for the big stupid things to be believable, the little things have to be. It just breaks my willing suspension to disbelieve do something that dumb. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, Anguirus reports back to Monster Island and Godzilla follows it back to Japan to save the Earth from Gigan and King Ghidorah. So it turns out these two tapes, they have two action tapes. One of them will summon the monster, allow them to summon the monsters, and the other will allow them to control the monsters. Without the second action tape, they can't control the monsters, and that's why they needed it back. So everybody gets captured. They play the tapes they summon the two monsters uh king Ghidorah and the new monster gigan honeybee tell us what gigan looks like he will. looks like a fucking space chicken why do they keep doing <laughs> this to us uh, a one-eyed <laughs> space chicken with mandibles and a buzzsaw belly <laughs> I do like the buzzsaw belly, but I was just like, I even wrote in the notes, like, I know I say this every time, but like, why? He is very chickeny. And I was happy. Yeah, he does have hooks. I was happy to see Ghidorah because it's like, oh, it's like, all right, space turkey. Yeah. And he looks really (laughs) good. This movie, like his, like his, uh, individual heads move and and, like, he looks great. Um, but then I saw fucking guy, you know, I was like, God, why do we keep? Why were chickens so scary to people? <laughs> I uh, guess you yeah, like he, the dinosaur thing, but he does very much look like a chicken. He looks less yeah. like a chicken as the movie goes on, and you get to see his like hooks and his like weird hoof, one toe <laughs> hoof thing. But yeah, it's very yeah. chickeny. Yes, he got a big old beak, but kind of a horn on his head, hooks for hands, and then two sort of two or three fins on his back that aren't really wings, but he does fly. He does just come mm-hmm. flying in from outer space as he's summoned with this tape recording that apparently can, the sound from it can travel quite far. Also, just, I don't uh, know if this is a thing, but I feel like, do they use a different suit when Godzilla is in the water and when he's on land? Because they, there's a few 
part in this movie where um, we see Gojira in the water and he just looks fucking derpy. Like his face looks <laughs> different. For some reason, he looks more derpy than in, in the last film. And then even in this film, whenever he's on the land, he just looks like his face just looks like a little like shaped a little weird. And his eyes look a little bit like closer together when he's in the water, I noticed. And I was like, well, maybe it's just because of like he has to wear a specific suit in the water. I'm not sure, but I really hated I that. Think it's- I think it's the same suit. I don't know. Maybe it just like folds weird in the water or something. Cause it he just be. looks so could. dumb. Uh, uh, it does say here that uh, in order to cut costs, the film relies heavily on stock footage from previous films. Mm-hmm, you don't know mm-hmm. the three headed monster invasion of Astro monster and war. The can't was destroy all monsters for Godzilla and King Ghidra's fighting. Time. I did not notice. I noticed the, you know, when we show the shots of them on Monster Island, those were reused. Mm-hmm. But sure. I did not I did not realize that some of the actual fighting was just reused. I didn't either. I, they must have done a very good job. I, I usually don't notice it anyway. You usually do. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I didn't notice. So, I thought he looks a lot different. The space, three-headed space turkey still sounds right. like a turkey. Now, I... I think the bu- the belly buzz saw though to me is like how does that work? Is he so is it was super act- cool though? Is he an actual creature or is he some kind of construct? Because if he's a cyborg of mm. some kind, then then I can understand how he has a buzz. He might be a cyborg because even his one eyeball, like his cyclops yeah, doesn't look, eyeball. Doesn't look natural. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks very it yeah, like computery or something. It does not look natural. It looks like an image. But who knows? Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about him. We just know that they're able to summon. Brand new monster. They tell us nothing about him. These cockroach guys of some. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they just show up and pledge their allegiance to the cockroach space guys and start like fucking shit up, which is really all Ghidorah is for, anyways. Destruction. So yeah. now he's yeah. now he's just got a friend. <laughs> now there, um, there is an interesting uh, kind of ridiculous, crazy escape scene, sort of. So. Three of the people are trapped, taken captive. They they figure out the brothers being held in Godzilla Tower. So the um, the artist and his agent go to rescue him and mm-hmm. get captured. And they're all up there together. And so the sister and her hippie friend come to rescue them and like flash a little light and they see it. So they respond with lighting a cigarette to let them know that they've seen it. So then I don't know where they got all this shit, <laughs> but sister and hippie, hippie boy get like a weather balloon, fill it up with helium, tie a string to it and tie a string to some, to a rope and let it rise up to the top of the tower while the aliens aren't looking. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I don't think the monsters are actually fighting at this point. Mm-mm. The guys in the tower grab grab the rope, tie it off. Then the other two run away for a bit of a distance and they zip line down the rope. And they have these very professional look. You know, it's not the kind of thing where they take off their belt and use that to zip down, line down. They've got these purpose-built handles very professional looking that are attached to the rope that each of them just grabs and zips down but when they actually zip down we cut to the model of godzilla tower and little toys just going down the zip line little doll love 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 i thought i figured i'd like honeybee loving this part yeah oh yeah oh you know it and it's like a kid with his with his gi joe's <laughs> big gym toys kind of thing totally. i would have done with my my toys uh so they they escape the balloon pops though so the bad guys here but they don't get there in time to stop them mm-hmm. uh, and then we get some but, more gojira and angie talking again which i decided in this moment that i didn't like it i don't think it's necessary <laughs> yeah uh, 
so they yeah they show up and they just all start fighting the aliens attempt to kill godzilla with a lethal laser cannon hidden inside of got hidden inside of godzilla tower but gengo and his companions use the aliens over reliance on technology against them forcing the invaders to unwilling destroy unwillingly unwittingly sorry destroy themselves uh well that's a bit of a glossing over the details yeah so what they do this is (laughs) this is just more stupidity it's weird uh at some point they've communicated with the defense force about what's going on so they get they get a bunch of boxes of tnt like some of the army guys drive up with and these it's some of the it's philo nonsense at this point the army should have said all right we'll take it from what there's aliens in that tower well we completely believe you (laughs) and we'll take it over from here but instead they say there's aliens in that tower we completely believe you come with us while we plant tnt (laughs) yeah what are they're kind of like what do you want to do about it well you got any tnt (laughs) yes we do they load up a bunch of boxes of tnt into the elevator and at some point, Gengo has apparently stopped, gotten some big roll of butcher paper, and drawn life-size <laughs> black and white line drawings of the clowns, the four of them, with guns. And they roll this drawing out on top of the TNT, facing the door of the elevator. So that when the elevator reaches the top and opens, the guards see a drawing of four people with guns, apparently immediately believe that they are four people with guns, and open fire, thus detonating the TNT. Instead of, why didn't we just put a detonator with a timer on it? No, wait. Let me take two hours to make this very elaborate drawing first. <laughs> it's just oh, it's just so goddamn stupid. I wah, wah. it's it's the kind of thing that I would expect to see in one of those Zucker Abram Zucker Leslie Nielsen something that's oh. supposed to be so stupid that it's funny instead of something that's just stupid damn (laughs) but it works and so the tower catches on fire and starts you know it explodes and and Mm. kills the bad guys so the bad guys are laying there under they're actual cockroaches now (laughs) yes they start phasing this is so weird too because were they cockroaches (laughs) inside of the human suit no they just seem to have shape-shifted into the humans and they're now shifting back into their cockroach oh, thing, but they're giant cockroaches. They're not cockroach size. And they're laying yeah. there going, the chairman's laying there going, oh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Kubato. Kubato. Chairman's laying there going, Kubato. He's not calling him by his real cockroach name. He's using him by his fake human name. He's like, his human Kubato, name? we were so close. It almost worked. Uh, and Kubato laser like, oh, I know. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. Jeez. And they die. The monsters are fighting. There's one point, though, that the monsters, <laughs> the monsters are fighting and the music's playing. And then it cuts mm. to one of the it main just... characters. It cuts to one of the main characters, the hippie, I think. I'm not sure. But they're doing stuff. It's they're doing their escape plan or we're plant bomb. They're doing they're doing some shit. And you can still hear the music playing faintly now, as if it's actually playing on the battlefield of the monsters oh. a few hundred yards away. And you can still hear I'm like, what is happening with the music? It got quiet, but it's actually playing in the distance. Is that what the movie's oh, trying to tell God. me right now? I, it, uh, it was just so weird. Uh, anyway, the the good monsters win. The bad ones just fly away. The, well, I think part of what happens 
not just that they've won, but because they've destroyed the equipment, the tape has stopped playing. So they're no longer under control. They're no longer being compelled to fight. Mm-hmm. Nobody says this out loud, but I think that's part of what's happening. So they're, the, the control is broken. They're, they've been beaten, but also the control's broken. So they just fly away mm-hmm. to fight another day. I do want to say, though, that Gigan and uh, or Gigan and Ghidorah, they talk shit um, to Godzilla and Anguirus um, with no subtitles. And we understand what's happening like during the fight. Like we understand that they're like talking shit to each other and like fighting and like Godzilla does this like uh motion like a suck it motion and then like there's just like we understand and like there's no subtitles we don't and i just really want to put it out there because i just felt like the subtitles and the conversation between godzilla and angiris were so unnecessary i don't understand why that happened when they're when why are they the only two monsters that are like having this conversation and why don't the bad guys like communicate in the same way? And all it was just weird. But there was this moment during the fight where all the monsters were like communicating with each other and there were like no bubbles and no words. And I was like, see, see, it's yeah. fine. We don't need that shit. We don't They could have got the point across without the speech bubbles. Yeah. With, yeah. I mean, the, like we. In any movie we've seen before this, there are no speech bubbles for the monsters right. and we get yeah. it. Uh, but remember, I don't know. There it was just weird. We did have the uh, Shibijin. The fairies did translate for mm, Mothra. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That but telepathically, though, she talks telepathically. And it's even true. in the last movie, because God... I remember in I remember in Mothra her making a lot of squeaking noise. Mothra is saying whatever. Yeah, but they explain to the like the people that it they understand her because it's like a telepathic you're right. yeah, connection you're right. or whatever. They do, yes, you're right. They do say that. Uh, anyway, there's a point though when Godzilla comes into the park and sees Godzilla Tower. And <laughs> there should have been a speech bubble of him saying, "What the fuck is this?" He's kind of like, how very dare you? And then destroys it. Just unleashes on this fucking tower. He's like, this is not what okay. What the fuck is this? I, I did feel not like license this. I did not approve this use of my image. Tearing this I shit felt, down. I felt like this was a moment when you like put your dog in front of the mirror and you like, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> And the dog's just like, fuck you, you know what I mean? There does seem Get like that a dog brief out moment. Of here. <laughs> it does seem like a brief moment where Godzilla's like, wait, is this another monster? And he's like, <laughs> no, this is just some. Uh... God damn it. Oh, that's and, and, I don't, and I don't know if there was also an element of, uh, it's been making that. But yeah, he's not <laughs> having it. He's not having it. Um, oh, shit. But that yeah, it does shoot. It does shoot lasers at him at some point, and <laughs> he. Uh, but he tears it up. He tears it up, and then he and uh, Anguirus swim back to Monster Island, but not before Godzilla turns around and gives a roar of triumph in thanks Sayonara! to the human friends. Sayonara. Uh. It's, I thought Honey the music bee. at the end, like some weird Western music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was if one of the, some of the movie, some of the music that they reused is, it's all, it's all um, Ifakube, but I think some of it is not Godzilla's stuff. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. The majority of the film's soundtrack consists of recycled cues from previous Toho films, such as Frankenstein Conquers the World, Atragon, King Kong Escapes, Battle in Outer Space, and several other Godzilla films. So yeah, some of those are... A lot of those are not actually Godzilla movies. Akira Fukube, who composed the music for those films, receives credit in the film. In addition to these stock tracks... Several themes composed by Ifakube for the Mitsubishi Pavilion at Expo 70, which we saw 
in a Gamera movie are used throughout the movie. A new song called Godzilla March, sung by Susumu Ishikawa and composed by Kunio Miyauchi, plays at the end of the film. Hmm. Ishikawa also performed two more new songs, Go Go Godzilla and Defeat Gigan, that were released on the soundtrack album. So they were not in the movie, they were just on that's the hmm. music music from and inspired by bullshit mm-hmm. that they they pull sometimes with soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Oh mother. Honeybee, what do you rate Godzilla versus Gigan? Oh man. I I think I'm man, I can't decide between a three or a four. And I'll tell you what the good thing, what 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 brings the rating up for me. I think I'm gonna go four and and the things that give it a four for me is the badass, kick-ass chick who, like, kicks people's ass. Like, she beats up people. I uh-huh. love that. Like, the bad people, not just random people. Um, I right. love that. And then I also really loved um, that we got, like, Ghidorah and Anguirus in this movie. Because I didn't think that... It was strange that there was, like, four monsters and only, like, Godzilla versus Gigan. But I was really happy to see Ghidorah. And I did like the new monster. I liked the saw belly. And so there were things I did like about it. I thought there was way too much people bullshit in this one. Like, the storyline. Just, like, shut up. Who cares? Give us the <laughs> monsters. Like, for fuck's sakes. Um, but I did... So I, I guess I'm going to go for... Um, like like a soft four, a hard three. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, and mostly gonna... because of the last one was so good. And then going yeah. from that one to this one was like, oh, bummer. But then there were things in this one that were really cool. Like the kick-ass chick and seeing Ghidorah. I, I'm a fan of Ghidorah a little uh-huh. bit. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a two. I think I have to say oh, I didn't like it. Damn. I just... I mean, I'm, I did Damn watch it. it, you know. Maybe I'd give it a higher rating if I watched it in the same day mm-hmm. that I watched Godzilla vs. Hydra. But to me, I was just like, oh, God damn it. This shit again? I just, <laughs> yeah, this was fine the last three or four times I saw it, but now I'm just tired of it. Just, ah, mm. do something new for God's sake. So uh, yeah, for Godzilla's sake. Yes, <laughs> I, I. And yeah, the the overuse of pre-existing footage <clears throat> and music just made it seem lazy and cheap, which is what it was. <laughs> and just so much a uh, just so much of a fuck you to Bano and like nope 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 going back to formula, gonna. Pull out that formula and just beat it into the ground. So yeah, I, got, I think I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, Damn. Not, not, not happy. Well, that makes me feel better about my three, my hard three <laughs> software. <laughs> so, uh, we yeah. did watch um, a that, short, another short on this yes. too, though. Thank you for bringing from like a month, same, a month ago. Same situation. 20th anniversary of this movie. They had a short film which premiered at G-Fest and it is up on the Godzilla channel on YouTube. It is called oh, looks so fucking cool. Godzilla versus Gigan Rex. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about it. Honeybee. Well, let me just say, look at Gojira. Damn, son. He's so buff in this one. He's so buff and teethy. Very, very Uh hot. I don't really like buff men, but I like buff kaijus. You know, (laughs) I was just like, oof, okay. God, oh my Godzilla. Um, And then Gaiden looks pretty good too. He's a little more colorful than I would imagine him or like him to be. Um, Or all of them, I guess, like all the colors. Was a, it was a little colorful as far as, like, uh, bad guy goes, I felt like. But, yeah, the music, the piano music during the fight, the uh, Gaigen having the whip, okay, the whip and the spin. I was like, 
damn so many good angles during the fight love the saw belly it was the saw belly was crazy in this one yeah because it like came out like it's um it's also computer generated and at this point gigan is kind of like rodan in that there are multiple Mm -hmm. gigans yeah and he um it, and it's also there's no real plot it's just a fight guy just shows a fight up, which is Godzilla show. i mean it's so like six good. minutes it, it's so six minutes good. long it's it's it made me it made me like the movie more that's for sure this the short was five stars five stars yeah. for the short for sure it was yes. so good yeah. but there's no people bullshit and that's like really right. um what was wrong with the movie in my opinion so, so. A bunch of Gigans are attacking her. Godzilla shows up to fight them, and then oh god, he's so hot in this short. I was and like, he, and he, damn. And they're they're shooting their but their buzz saws come out of their bellies and start flying, cutting things up. And then and he, I think Godzilla beats all of them, and then King Gigan shows, up. and mm-hmm. he's a little bit bigger and has more tricks. Than regular Gigan had. He um, has a whip. Yes, he has this crazy with two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also, I should mention, this is the first Godzilla movie. The, not the short, the, the full. Where Godzilla draws blood. and Oh, yeah, his head gets split open. Him. He he draws blood and blood is drawn from him. Uh, and it's red. None of this purple-green bullshit from... Uh, uh, Gamma. Yeah, my jaw was on the ground when that happened. When Gigan split his head, I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, holy shit. But he gets right back up. Not in my house, son. Um, Gigan tries to fly off and he's like, get back, get the fuck over here. It's it's the first film in which Godzilla actually drew blood, but it, then it describes and it just seems like he's the one getting cut up. I don't know that he's doing any cut. Gigan flies past Godzilla and swipes at his shoulder. And later when Gigan repeatedly strikes severely weakened Godzilla in the forehead. Also, Angiris is cut in the snout by Gigan at one point, consequently bleeding towards the camera. Hmm. So um, I also want to mention Gigan and his other appearances. There's not a lot of them. He appears in Godzilla vs. Megalon, which will be the next Godzilla film. And nice. then we don't see him again until Godzilla Final Wars. That one comes up a wow. lot. Godzilla Final Wars has everybody. Almost everybody. Nice. I think at the, I think at the time there was an idea of like, this is going to be the last one. Let's pull out all the stops. Mm-hmm. So freaking everything is in it. He does appear oh, on yeah. TV in Zone Fighter and in Godzilla Island. Oh. Uh, and then in a bunch of video games and shit. Hell yeah. So, there you go. Please, uh, please go watch the short because it's on YouTube and like it's only five minutes long. So, yeah, go watch it because it's dope and mm, meow. Godzilla next so week <laughs> next week folks we are going to be coming back across the ocean to the united states night of the lepus lepus oh. is latin for rabbit is the latin oh, shit. of the rabbit species Bunny. Uh, it's a 1972 movie you can watch that on plex Plex is a thing where you can kind of have a server to show your own movies, but they also show some of their stuff. They have stuff that they show. You you can kind of, you can use it to create a server on your own computer so you can access your material from other computers or from your phone. Or that. But it is also a thing that provides they they have their they also have content that anybody can watch so you can watch your own content yourself 
or you can watch the Plex content. And that appears to be the only place that I could find where Night of the Olympus is. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Uh, until then, I have been Precious D. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what you were going to say. And I have been Honey Bee. <laughs> Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Yeah. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Oh, no, no.